going on, geeks? You're listening to episode 122 of the Geeks Hood Race podcast. My name is Cody Armour. I'm here with Joe Morgan. Chad Zooks. And Shelly Walter. Hello. Today we're going to be talking about Atari making a comeback. Possibly. Your favorite characters coming to Captain Marvel. And video game TV shows we never asked for. But first, shout out to Scott Phillips and Jordan Garner. They are our Patreons at patreon.com slash geeks under grace thank you so much for donating there are more patreons than these two but they specifically pay for the uh the shout out so uh we love you just a little bit more but only a tiny bit a little bit yeah (laughs) we do have some twitter discussion just a not not a whole lot if you guys want to ask us questions you can always do that with the hashtag ggcast on twitter we love answering any questions about faith or the industry Specifically, like things in the news, we love doing that. Uh, trends that you hope to see in the future. Uh, so do that. Because the, the only question we have right now is from Assad. And he just asked if we have seen Fate Apocrypha. Last week we talked a ton about the Fate series. Me and Joe are big fans. Shelly, I believe, is going to be talking about it a little bit later. Because she's starting to get into it. Yeah. And Joe, have you seen Fate Apocrypha yet? I've not seen Apocrypha yet. I s- I've seen the other two. But... Uh, okay. Apocrypha's on my to-watch list. Cool. And then Shelly obviously hasn't. She's she's just getting right. started. Yeah. And would be super confused. Apocrypha is the last in the series, at least at this point. Would they be making another, or is this like clearly like the last thing? I think that might be spoiler. Yeah, oh. I mean, the nice thing know. about the Fate series is that they do a lot of dimension shift, uh, so it doesn't have to make sense, necessarily. Yeah. Okay. If it doesn't fit their narrative then they just go well this is a different timeline so it's all good it's like legend of zelda yeah they just kind of got it, it. yeah uh, fate apocrypha i think takes place in an, a different timeline than unlimited blade works actually and they also split it with fate stay night is unlimited blade works but on a on a parallel universe it's weird it's super complicated yeah. But I have seen Fate Apocrypha. We talked about it maybe three weeks ago or so. I really enjoyed it. I definitely enjoyed the second half a little bit more than the first half. Because the first half was creepy and it, it was supposed to make you feel uncomfortable, but I was uncomfortable. <laughs> I I will be talking a little bit later as well. I got to talk I got to watch a QA live at Anime Fest, Colorado Anime Fest, where Erica Lindbeck was there. And she actually voices Saber of Red in that show. Oh, cool. Yeah. So that's that's the answer. I, I've watched it. No one else has. They're going to. We'll probably talk about it when they do. And then I personally had a question for the team. Last week, we talked about PUBG coming to mobile. Uh, me and LJ, have we were into Arena Valor. I'm, I was way more into Arena Valor than LJ was. But LJ got me really excited for it. And these games are not like Magikarp Jump or... Are you dissing Magikarp Jump? A little bit. Uh, (laughs) You're the one who put so much time into it. I still think I'm the champion of my friends list. Probably. I better be. I'll have to go back and see. Do you have any friends on your list? (laughs) Yeah, I have like four. (laughs) I couldn't resist. (laughs) <laughs> I do I do have friends <laughs> that are Magikarp trainers. 
<laughs> but those games are very simplistic. Even that Animal Crossing game that came out, a lot of fun, but very simplistic. There wasn't a lot of depth to it. And the online thing, I think, is what makes me most amazed about these games. Though there is rumor that PUBG has got a ton of bots saying that they are players and are not actually players. Ooh. Which yeah, would be the, really The estimate I've heard is 75 out of every 100 are bots. That yeah. is a very large percentage. If that's the case, it's, it's very disappointing. Because I think that shows that the game is actually more limited than they want to pretend it is and not that they don't have that many players because there's tons of players playing on mobile i was yeah. at a restaurant the other day and i saw people playing so but my my point with this is like even if if it was legitimately 100 players or with arena valor it's 5v5 which se- still seemed in real time seems unheard of to me i never played a mobile game before arena valor where i was in real time playing with somebody else that wasn't like me giving them something or a 1v1 chess game. I mean, you have to be on Wi-Fi to play that, don't you? Yeah. Okay, I mean, that's the same as my Xbox One being on Wi-Fi. Yeah. But I think of, like, how much RAM is in Xbox compared to a, a mobile phone. But that doesn't drive network speed. That's true. I would think that the game's detail would be I don't know. I, I just it surprised surprising me that the the phone can keep up with that much going on. Uh, Phones are definitely one. getting more powerful. I I still I so I downloaded PUBG on the phone and I tried it. Of course, I've got about four hundred hours in the game on 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 pla- proper platforms, mm-hmm. um, PC and Xbox One, and I still very much felt like PUBG on mobile was a phone game. Okay. I mean, I felt like it was a phone quality game. Like it, this was not a, this was not a triple A experience to me. Like you probably would not have gotten it if you had never played PUBG before. If you just saw it randomly on the App Store and you tried it, oh, right. you probably would have thought it was trash. And and as someone who's played a lot of PUBG, if they were charging anything for it, I'd be very upset. Got it. Yeah, I could see that as a, as a really free game. Yeah, as a free game. That's okay, because they still have some hooks in there, and it's free. Who cares? But, you know, PUBG on the other platforms, you have to pay to get in. It's yeah. like 30 bucks on each of the other platforms. Yeah, I think um, that's definitely an interesting thing to bring up in a conversation about mobile gaming. And yeah. saying, oh, wow, how come mobile games are never as good as, you know, console or PC? Console and PC, it's almost an expectation that you have to pay for. It's really nice if it's free. Whereas um, I don't really download apps that I have to pay for. I seldom do. I have to get many recommendations if I'm going to yeah. pay for an app. If it's free, then I'll consider it and then I'll finally get it if I see good reviews. Yeah. So it's a different um, payment dynamic, I think. But so I will say Fortnite is one that apparently the mobile port is pretty much a one-to-one with the other platforms. That's cool. That's so nice. it sounds like, yeah, it sounds like Epic is really, I mean, they are really nailing everything when it comes to Fortnite. Like, mm-hmm. you can you can totally jump in a in a game with a friend of yours on PC if you're on mobile and compete, and it That's looks good. Cool. Like, feels good. 
So my yeah. question for you guys is, with mobile gaming getting at least better than Fruit Ninja and Angry Birds, do you think there is... You know, last last year, uh, we had talked about, I think it was Unreal Engine. It might have been a couple years ago. Someone had played Unreal Engine into a phone, and we were like, this could be really cool. But at the time, I don't even think the phones really had the capability of actually running it. They were just doing a like a cutscene made out of Unreal or something like that. Right. Mm-hmm. I remember what you're talking about, yeah. With, with mobile gaming getting better, do you think that there is a validity? Do you think we'll see mobile gaming become more dominant in the gaming space, or do you think it's going to stay you exclusively consoles, PCs? Do you think there's, specifically competitively, let's think about that. Do you think that it, uh, competitively mobiles could be a another little area of gaming? I don't think so. No? I don't think touch screens give you the tactile feedback you need to stay competitive in games like that's that. True. Like, uh, mm-hmm. That's why I think mouse and keyboard and, and consoles are are such core gamer platforms. It's because... They have good input mechanisms, hmm. right? Yeah, and the feedback you know is like immediate. And I, I think that works to a degree on on things like Arena of Valor when you don't need a lot of buttons and you really don't like the the virtual joystick works okay. But right, for things There's like more a first person than actions on Arena of Valor. Right, for things like a first person shooter like PUBG or something like you can't competitive. It has anything competitive when you've got. So right. wiggle room. A screen's right. worth of auto. You're using your finger to slide around versus, you know, somebody that's good with a mouse. Mm-hmm. Like you, you got no shot. So. Do you think that gaming on mobile will become less seen as... I, If someone were to tell me that they exclusively played games on a phone, I would not consider them a gamer now. I would agree Do with that. Do you think the next few years, uh, someone who plays games specifically on their phone... Say they get the Razer phone with that 8 gigs of RAM and they're really playing these high-end games. Do you think games will get to a point where you can go, you're a gamer, I can see, you know, you're playing Sonic. Well, never mind, Joe's not going to believe anyone playing Sonic's a gamer. (laughs) Hey, I like Sonic, Uh, not Sonic 06, no Sonic 3D games. (laughs) Right. But actual Sonic. So do do you think you would consider someone a gamer in the next few years if they're mobile exclusive? I think, I think uh, probably, I don't know, I think it depends because people still play super duper casual games on, you know, their siblings Xbox or something where it's right. like they're playing on the console that's specifically for gaming. But would they be considered a gamer just depending on the stuff that they play? I yeah, think I it think definitely it would depend. depends on that. Yeah, I don't think uh, it depends on the platform. I think it depends on the type of games they're playing. Okay. Uh, yeah. I, yeah. So going with that process, I I feel like where games are at right now, it wouldn't matter what they're playing on mobile. I wouldn't consider them a gamer. But I think with Arena Valor and Fortnite and things like that coming to the space, there's an opportunity for people to be playing the games that would make us consider them gamers. I think, yeah, I think there are a few titles that are getting us in that direction. Right now, I don't think the platform as a whole is really built for it. Mm-hmm. I mean... You know, the, the everybody's still monetizing off of off of a one to two dollar game or or you know a dollar for an in app purchase instead of charging fifteen or twenty or thirty bucks for a mobile game. 
If you saw somebody right. charge 30 bucks for a mobile game right now, you'd think they were out of their minds. I yeah. think for me, the only way that I could see mobile gaming getting legitimately big, and it's been done before and it hasn't been done well yet. I think that if we get someone to come in with a phone case for your phone that acts like a controller like they, but not a big bulky controller that you attach your phone to, but an actual case where it slides up. And then you've got kind of like the Xperia Play was. Oh, like the in game. That's definitely a thing already. I've definitely Is seen it? cases that you slide on and you basically and then you get just that. play classic games. They're all classic. So, They're not high end things. I like think a company needs to go in and do that, but then in that case, have games that you play on the on the phone. Well, that's like the is it the eight bit though? Is that the name of that controller? It's a blue. It's just a Bluetooth controller, but it's got games built in. No, it's. I, I'm just saying it's just a Bluetooth controller, but it's it's completely capable of okay. of doing more if they programmed it into the game. I was super excited for the Xperia Play. I had one, and then I was super bummed when I got it and realized that I could only play mobile games. Uh, if I could play, I think the phones are getting to a capability now where you can put real games on there and then just let that phone be a screen and a processor for these games. Yeah. I think yeah, the hardware is getting there. The difficulty is that there's so many, there's a wide variety of different phones that people have at this point. That's true. Because the that one of the highest end phones at this point now would still, I think, be considered, you know, iPhone X is still way up there, but it's so expensive. So then, then people have, you know, iPhone 8s and whatever. People don't have mm-hmm. iPhones. People have other things. It's hard to consider all the different types of hardware that people use. Because at least on PC, it's a little bit easier, I think, to set minimums for games. And obviously for Xbox and things like that, there's a complete standard because you know exactly what you're going to be releasing your game on. But That's if true. you release something that needs high graphics, needs all this RAM you're going to get a very small audience because people just don't have those type of phones. People don't want to upgrade just for a game because that's not the purpose of a phone. That's why I don't understand why what Razer is doing exactly. Yeah, why put know. 8 gigs of RAM in a phone? Like, it's not going to be able to play with anything else that's not another Razer phone. I mean, I know they just do crazy stuff for the sake of doing that, but I, I almost hope that they have bigger plans for that phone. So a year or two ago, they did a laptop that had three fold-out screens in it. So it was oh amazing. yeah, yeah, I remember that. It's ridiculous. One of them but, got yeah. stolen. Yeah, I, I don't know. We'll see. What do you guys think? Use the hashtag GGGS. Let us know if you think that gaming on mobile is going to be uh, a more predominant thing in the future, or do you think it's going to still be Farmville's and uh, Candy Crush type games for the long run. I, I don't think that mobile has had more of a chance to be valid in the gaming community than Tencent and uh, whoever makes Fortnite. Remember, you just said it. Have given it now. Yeah. Epic. Epic. Yeah. Here yeah. is one thing though that I forgot to mention is uh-huh. that the games we keep talking about, the games that we're fans of, like Fortnite. And PUBG and, you know, I play the crap out of Fire Emblem Heroes. I'm still addicted to that game. It's all because of prior knowledge from other games. This is They're true. all owned by a different thing. You know, I wouldn't have played Fire Emblem Heroes if I hadn't played, played a Fire Emblem. so much Fire Emblem. Which I know is different than some people. I know a lot of people who just picked it up randomly. Um, but it's way less, I think. You would need the marketing. PUBG and Fortnite, yeah. You need They'd the have marketing. to put a lot of money into marketing to really get a game yeah. on mobile that was a mobile exclusive 
Yeah, definitely. Well, That's- the one that the one that was so popular, the MMO that was so popular the year that we went to PAX two years ago, um, before before the one you play now. The mobile? Well, it's yeah. about Nintendo. No, no, it was a mobile Dota clone. A PAX? Yeah, they had a tournament off-site. It was the big one before the one you're into now. I don't know. But, I mean, it, it was the first one to try to, like, get into that scene on mobile and be like, hey, you know, Vainglory. Yes, thank you, LJ. Huh. Yeah, and so it was the first one to kind of get on the scene and say, hey, we're tournament-worthy. You know, we, we're here as an eSport, and we're mobile only. Hmm. Maybe it's just have had a bit of time. Maybe. <laughs> We'll see. We'll know in the next three years. <laughs> Usually by then, you you know, it's kind of going in that direction as far as when new things happen. Joe, what do you get out about this week? All right. So I didn't get a say it last week because I wasn't here, but uh, I finished Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Okay. Nice. So I have done that. So I've good. watched. It is, it is hands down the, my favorite anime of all time. Mm-hmm. That I've seen. That's that's pretty limited, but I, I call it my favorite anime. Um, I've watched a couple episodes of Gurren Logon. I'm about five episodes in. Everybody tells me it's about to get good, but I'm pretty sure I'm about to bounce off of it. So, oh, really? Yeah. I, yeah, that's one where I saw like two or three episodes because one of my friends was like, "Oh my gosh, you like anime? You have to watch Gurren Logon." Maybe watch three episodes. I I don't even think it was three episodes. Actually, I think it was only one or two, and I just was like, I don't know. I mean, there's so much other stuff that I could watch. Your drills and... pierce the heavens. Yeah. Eh. Either way. Whatever. <laughs> um, so on top of that, I've been playing Final Fantasy XIV. Uh, you know, I say that all the time, but literally last night, I saw credits roll on the base game. So I'm now officially done with the base Final Fantasy XIV. I finished the story. I'm into the first expansion's content now. So I was going to get... I was going to play Final Fantasy 15 Two. online. And I found out it was 20 bucks. And I think Final Fantasy 14, like the base game was like 20 bucks as well. But it's also 15 bucks a month. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, that's that's the catch. And it took me several months to to finish that, but I will say this. I I'm I didn't expect to say this coming out of it. They charge you 15 bucks a month, but in my opinion, that's hands down the best Final Fantasy story I've ever played through. Nice. I mean, like leagues far and away. It's it's easily the best Final Fantasy I've ever played with for story and characters and main through lines. Yeah. I'm very impressed with it, and they did a really good job leaving some cliffhangers and and giving you some payoff on some long story. Like, I mean, you know, I'm 60, 70 hours into this experience. They do a good job paying off your patience, in my opinion. Okay. Um, Nino Kuni two. I'm three or four hours into it. It's oh, wow. not the first Nino Kuni, so it's not a turn based RPG. It's an action RPG, but it's still got that Nino Kuni art style, and the the characters are really likable. The world is beautiful, and uh, I'm actually really enjoying it right now. So okay. I'm gonna keep. I know you're really worried about it. I was, yeah, and I'm still not totally sold. I mean, like I said, it's not the first Nino Kuni. It's not that p- Pokemon sort of collect-a-thon, yeah. have your little dudes battle with you, but it's still pretty neat. And 
if you don't mind an action RPG, I th- I think it's pretty good so far. Okay, cool. I may I may change that opinion in a week, but we'll see. We'll <laughs> see, yeah. Um, sea of Thieves. I I've played heard. forty-five minutes of it on launch night. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> I have zero desire to go back to it. Oh, really? I've zero. heard just nonstop talk about that game for the last week. None you guys have so much fun talk, in the Blood Dragon. I don't. The only way, the only way that I will fire it back up is if I'm playing with a pre-established group like, like our stream team. Yeah. Because yeah. it it really bothers me. I didn't know this ahead of time. You know, I bought the game, played the demo, or played the beta with with LJ and and Barra on on the stream mm-hmm. when we were doing the fundraiser. Had a great time with it, but I didn't know that that was all the content that's in the game. I mean. Every upgrade um, that you get in the game is not an upgrade. It's just cosmetic. There's nothing long term to build for. Weird. That okay. really bought like no permanent progression except for I have a shinier thing. They've said that from the beginning. Well, I wasn't paying enough attention and I wasted my money then. No. I mean, it's it really bothers me that there's no long term progression. That's that's point. There's no story. There's no experience or levels. Like, I, I get a golden peg leg and a jeweled, you know, grog mug, and I'm done for the day. Like, that's it. I I want a Captain Morgan, Captain Porter match. Some match. <laughs> like I said, I'll, I'll play if there are other people to play with, but I'm not going to fire that up and play it on my own. Yeah. Especially not with crews of four people out there running that could just mow me down if they wanted and yeah, harass me. That's definitely me. something I've heard kind of unanimously is that it's only really fun to play with people that you know. Yeah. Okay. I mean, the executives at Microsoft sure, sure seem to be having a blast with it right now. <laughs> but I don't know if that's because they're just trying to sell a product or if they're genuinely having a good time with it. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I've seen screenshots of things like the Kraken and that sort of stuff. It just I spent 45 minutes, you know, I get it, I get my first quest and it's like, "Hey, you need to get chickens and go to this island." And I didn't realize like, "Oh, I need to get the chickens ahead of time." So I I spent, you know, 25 minutes sailing to this island by myself on this little schooner. Oh. I get there and I'm like, "Oh, here, I need to turn the quest in." And it says, "No, here's your chicken box. You need to go find the chickens and put them in this box and bring it back." Uh. I'm playing by myself. I'm not spending 2 hours to collect 3 chickens. <laughs> so they give me or whatever, yeah. So I ended up finding a shipwreck, dove down, got a gold chest covered in barnacles, got me 163 gold coins. Ooh. But hey, the next uh, the the cheapest peg legs like eight grand in gold. So I only yep. need to loot like four thousand sunken treasures. There you go. <laughs> I, I'm I'm disappointed. That's I'm sure they'll add more. Uh, if they don't add a story and permanent progression, I don't care what they add. No way. At this point. So, yeah. Um, and believe it or not, this is one I'm surprised to say that I'm enjoying. I bought Detective Pikachu. Oh, my goodness. Last I, week, we were talking about how much you didn't like the idea. I really hate the idea of that character's voice. <laughs> it's like, here's here's a Pikachu with a New York accent. <laughs> Nothing makes sense anymore. <laughs> But uh, so I finished the first case and it's, I'll be honest, it's kind of a kid's version of 
Phoenix Wright. Okay. So oh. you have to. It's you're not in the courtroom. You know, you're out actually in like LA Noir area. Uh, yeah. Yeah, more kind of LA Noir. Yeah, you've got to find the clues in the environment. You have to question the people and the Pokemon. Blues clues, Pokemon version. That's kind of what it feels like. Yes, <laughs> actually, that's a really apt description because nice. you have to find everything and roll it all together. You know, and and so you're asking questions to the humans. Pikachu's asking questions to the Pokemon, and then you're communicating together and comparing notes and taking clues and comparing. Is the setting you realistic? Found. You're in a city in in the Pokemon universe, but is the is a city more realistic than you would see in uh, like a Pokemon game? Or so okay, so the the first city when I got when my guy got there, you know, he runs up out of the subway, and an Apom is that one that y'all are familiar yeah. with? Okay, so an Apom jumps down and like grabs onto my face, and so you can hear this other voice go grab his tail, get him off, you know, all this sort of stuff. And and you're talking back. And then by the time you get the A-palm off, you realize it's the Pikachu that was talking. You're the, your character is the only one that can understand Pikachu. Uh, oh, like I was wondering. To, I'm like, why does yeah. Pikachu talk? To and, everybody okay. else, he just goes, Pika, 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 Pika. Like, <laughs> it, it shows him try to, con- to, to talk with humans, and that's all he says is Pika. That's amazing. But, your your guy understands him, and so you're able. To I'm looking at the graphics, so it, it looks like a Pokemon game. Yeah, but not from a top down perspective. Are there so. Pokemon centers and marts? Uh, the first place that I, f- I, when you walk up out of that center, there's definitely some sort of market or something with a Pokeball right on the front of it. Nice. Yeah, and so the Apom steals a little girl's necklace, and then leads you on this wild goose chase. That ends up involving two or three other crimes that you have to solve along the way. So I've had a good time with it so far. Okay. Well enough that I had lost my stylus for my 3DS and I went and bought another one to play this. Oh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> so That's yeah. good, I guess. It's, it's it still so fun. weird. but It's like, not what I expected to get me to turn my 3DS back on, but yeah. I'm enjoying it as much as I thought I would hate that character. That Looking at it, I really Pikachu. want... Pokemon Switch to look like this. Yeah, yeah. I'd be okay with that. Yeah, I found the A-Palm. I've run into like a Poochie, Poochina. Poochina, yeah. Yeah, and several others. I mean, I've, I've already encountered about a half dozen different kinds of Pokemon. Cool. So, yeah, it's kind of neat. But like I said, if you want more of a challenge and you're trying to do that clue collecting and all that sort of stuff, you should probably play a Phoenix Wright game instead. Okay. So that's that's kind of how that yeah this is kind of phoenix right light yeah hmm. which makes sense i yeah. mean pokemon's usually always been that yeah kid friendly thing so. yeah right. but i'm i'm kind of enjoying it so far yeah for sure um that's that's it for what i've been geeking out for the week uh getting into the gaming news it was uh unveiled this past week that hellblade sinuous sacrifice which has been out on PlayStation 4 as an exclusive for a while, is coming to the Xbox One. Wow. And I liked that game considerably. You can go read my review over on our website, geeksundergrace.com. Cool. Yeah, Uh, I I heard a lot of good things about it. I never played it. I think (laughs) it really does some interesting stuff to shine light on mental illness. Yeah. That's what I've heard, which is really cool. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, and then finally, Atari's getting a VCR. Wait. <laughs> Atari's getting a VCR. I mean, they might as well, right? Yeah, Atari's console, the VCS, got a little bit more qu- uh, information that came out about Video it. Video computer system. And nobody cares. <laughs> <laughs> now, it's it's going to be between $250 and $300, and that's all they've announced for it so far? If anyone buys this console, it's going to be Joe. No. He's going to say no, and then it's going to come out, and he'll be like, I got it. That's I true. Was about. I mean, I bought arms, <laughs> right? I bought arms on the Switch, so I can't really go much lower oh, than that bar. <laughs> Ouch. Dang. <laughs> I bought arms on the switch and I bought star Fox on the Wii U. Like I can't possibly buy worse garbage than those. Are you, are you dissing the games more? Or are you dissing yourself more? Cause I can't decide. <laughs> that's, that's a good question. <laughs> I'm excited for this console. I now I, Why? Need to point out, I don't know if I'm going to buy the console. I'm not convinced. I'm not like I'm getting this, but I am excited that Atari is having some sort of console comeback. Have you ever played an Ouya? I haven't. And I'm really glad that I didn't because that was another one that I was really into the idea and ended up not getting, didn't have the money for it. And That's another one that I was foolish enough to buy on launch. See, Joe's going to buy a VCS. And I, and I sold it like <laughs> two weeks later. Wow. I don't sell video game consoles, but I sold my Ouya. My... My biggest concern with this is it looks like they're really trying to be the indie game console. And the Switch has already done that. So the Switch has already beat them to that, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, especially... They can't do it better than the Switch can. Especially given the Switch can... You could have it docked on your console, you could take it anywhere you go. It's kind of perfect for indie. And I don't think Atari can just... They're not going to take that idea. They can't... I mean, given with the picture what it looks like, it's definitely going to be a console. So. I don't care about the joystick. Yeah, this joystick. We're what talking about a company whose most notable things in the last 10 years are Roller Coaster Tycoon and the speaker hat. I don't know. Roller Coaster Tycoon ain't bad, though. Is this the same Atari <laughs> as Roller Coaster Tycoon, though? Because Atari is like a split company. It's the same logo. That's true. But it, I mean, like, what I'm, what's really interesting, too, is that there's 200 games they're saying they have. And, like, all of those games I thought had been sold. So I'm really curious of, like, who this is. I have zero confidence in this system. At all? None. Absolutely none. It's going to fail miserably. And Atari's going to finally... Will it fail console. more than the Wii U? Probably. I think it will. Yeah. At least Wii U, like Nintendo, is a big name, but Atari's kind of forgotten. What? Now. I don't think Nintendo it's fail because they're kickstarting it because they're not going to make more than they need to. That's not how Kickstarter always works, though. A lot of companies will use Kickstarter to get a little bit of front cash. That's true. To go to angel investors and say, "Hey, look, we got a little bit of interest here. Can you fund the rest of it?" Mm-hmm. And then we we'll see where it goes from there, right? So. I, I don't know. I just I don't think Atari has the cachet that they did 30 years ago. It, it's definitely not compete with the Xbox One or PS4 at all. No, I 
find it really hard to believe that they're going to do something that is better than the Switch is doing right now. Yeah, I, I really don't know what it has going for it, except for a really cool-looking console. <laughs> You're excited and, for it, but is it just because it looks cool? It's it is. They okay, haven't announced a single game for this thing oh. yet. The I like the look of it. I like the fact... I, I'm a nostalgia person. I love hearing Atari again back in a game. Like, all I need now is a Sega. And Sega. my whole life would be... <laughs> I'd be really excited about a Sega Genesis 2 as well. I should throw that out there. <sighs> Sega Exodus. I was a Sega kid. Sega, Sega Revelation. <laughs> we should have a Sega I, was, Revelation. I was a Sega kid and I don't ever want to see another Sega console. No? No, because they're... They, I mean, they've... History has shown them to fail gloriously on purpose for a reason. Like, <laughs> you know, they earned their place... In the extinction pile. What if it oh. goes really fast? They just put clock speed as the most fast. important thing. Gotta go fast. Gotta go you fast. You turn it on and it'll it'll faster. go 180,000 frames per second and then explode. <laughs> <laughs> you turn it on, it just rolls away. <laughs> uh. I don't know. I, I would be okay with another Sega console. Again, I don't know if I would buy these, but I I like that people are trying. I still think, going back to Google and their Yeti, better chance than the Atari. Yeah, I would agree. <laughs> I yeah. would also agree. Yeah. yeah. But Atari, I'm rooting for you. Hope you got something up your sleeve besides a Netflix box, because I don't need another Netflix box. Are we getting a modern Yars Revenge? No one cares. It's going to be Pong. Pong 253. There's more conversions than that. That's not even true. It's like Pong 1000. How many Pongs do you think there are in the world? Versions. I don't, I don't know. I don't think about it. Too many. All right. Let's move on into the pull <laughs> list for the week. Something, something a little bit more upbeat here. Stuff that Joe <laughs> does care about. Yeah. Far Cry 5, baby. Far Cry 5 comes out this week. Yeah. That one's been contentious. Mm-hmm. You know, when, when they first revealed information for that, like the screenshot and stuff, the, the box art, we thought, okay, they're going after conservative Christians here. Right. That's what a lot of us thought. Clearly, that's not the case now. It's uh, it's a cult. Yeah. It and I've seen up. some outlets saying that this is hands down the best Far Cry they've released so far ever. It that's seems good. like they don't take themselves seriously either. It doesn't seem to be a commentary on anything. It's just... Yeah. Ridiculous. Yeah. This crazy cult in this place. Deal with it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I loved... So I didn't play that much of 4, but 3 was a great game. And 3 had a really good villain character in Voss. Mm -hmm. You know? What was the definition of being insane? You know? That guy. I, so I really liked 3. It, if 5 is supposed to be better than 3, sign me up, because I had a really good time with 3. And I finished that story because I was so driven by the, the narrative. Yeah. So that sounds good to me. I'm excited. And you get a dog that steals weapons for you. Dude. That you can heal by rubbing its tummy. Dogs yeah. are always good. Yeah. And they just made a great dog. Yeah, this dog's going to be awesome. He's going to be better than... than dog meat. Dog meat, or, yeah. Yeah. Dog, meat's, dog meat was the previous best dog in games. No more. New pupper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a bold claim, 
Cotton we need to see how it's just all video game dogs. Nope, that's that's dog fighting. I retract <laughs> that statement immediately. Oh, oh wow. I almost cracked a joke there too. I got real dark uh, fast. Yep. We can keep okay, that let's there, let's but, uh, move on. Uh, speaking of speaking of getting dark, Hollow Knight is coming to the Switch this week. Oh, nice. I've heard so much praise about that game, and I've been like, I don't know, do I want it? But if it's coming to the Switch, do you I like have Metroidvania games. I've never actually played those. Oh, really? This will be a really interesting one for you to get into then, because you'll experience what a Metroidvania is. Okay, for the record, I hate that phrase. Like, I wrote a review of one last week with Usurper, and I hate the word Metroidvania. So, I personally... you give it a new, like, term? What was the term you're trying to make? I call them adventure platformers. Adventure platformers. Yeah, I don't know what the industry calls them, but that's my coin term. The industry okay. calls them Metroidvania. I think, yeah, I think I know what you're talking about. I just about. hate that term. Man, I hate that term. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I like I, I really like the character in Hollow Knight. Uh the main guy that you play as the little so they're all bugs. And they their swords are nails. Like they're using nails as weapons. That's but adorable. There's, there's a lot of variety in the enemies. The the uh, platforming I think is real good. You got to explore all over the world to to unlock all the skills and stuff. That's kind of how it is, you know. You you build up your your skills over time, and then by the end of the game, you're doing crazy stuff like double and triple jumping and whipping out all these crazy. Got skills. it. I definitely no. Now you explain it more. I feel like I have played a game similar to that. I just can't think of it at the top of my head. Yeah, Shovel Knight. I've never played Shovel Knight. Shovel Knight's not really a Metroid. Ori, but... yeah, Ori in the Blind Forest. That's Ori, the game yes. I was thinking of. Ori is exactly. One, yeah. I was like, there is a game like somewhat recently that I've played. Yeah, definitely. I love yeah. Ori. So yeah, Ori is a is a an adventure platformer. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Cool. So if you like that that genre, that kind of style, that's what Hollow Knight is. Yeah. Okay. I'll yeah. Look into it. Um, I can't find it on the PlayStation Store, but The Witch and the Hundred Knight Two is supposed to come out for PlayStation Four this week. That's an action RPG. Uh, it's got, like I said, it's a sequel. The first one came out on PS3, and I think actually got a remaster on the PS4. So maybe look into that if you're interested in action RPGs, but I would recommend Nino Kuni 2. And when's it coming to Switch? It's not gonna. Probably three weeks. <laughs> That's PlayStation exclusive. Okay. Probably, yeah. Uh, speaking of PlayStation exclusive games, MLB's The Show 18, if you're into baseball games. From everything I've heard for the last 10 years, the show is the exclusive. Like, that's that's the premier baseball game you want to go with, and it's PlayStation okay. exclusive. Huh. So that comes out this week. And then the 3DS is getting a new JRPG with The Alliance Alive. So if you're looking for something else to play on your 3DS and you're not interested in Pikachu Detective. That name is too uh, short for it to be a JRPG. It needs to have, yeah. like... Entire Alliance Alive, <laughs> the dead, living, yeah. macro. I mean, there Ultra were several other there were several other games coming out for the PlayStation this week. Um with crazy big names. I I just thought it would be a good idea not to include them here, but I'll go ahead and go look up a couple here. Um okay. <laughs> Atolier Lighty and Suell, The Alchemists and the Mysterious Paintings. That's definitely a good one. Comes to the PlayStation yeah. 4 this week. Code That's Realize. Jerk. Bouquet of Rainbows and Code Realize Future Blessings both come out this week. Wow. Yep. So okay. those those are all JRPGs. Um, 
Tempest 4000, talking about Atari games that, that get amped up and changed. Tempest 4000 comes out on the, the uh, on the PlayStation 4 this week as well. Okay. Wow. So there you go. If you've been looking for this week's new releases, you got yeah. plenty to choose from. Cool. What are you into, Shelly? Um, well, I was on break this last week, which is nice, yeah. except I'm not on break anymore. <laughs> I'm <the first> week <laughs> back today. Week's not long enough, but whatever. So I really hate only getting a two-day weekend every week. <laughs> Must be nice to get a full week off. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so I did a lot of nothing. I, I intentionally rested because I was going insane finals week. I knew I yeah. just needed to chill and do nothing but... Read Oathbringer. I read more Oathbringer. I'm still nowhere close to finishing that book. It's so big. It's so good, but it's it's hard to get through, because um, it is just it's a thick book. Um, it's a bottomless cup. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, and I mentioned on here already. I've been trying to get through all the Fire Emblem games. I'm on Sacred Stones, but for some reason, I was a little bit addicted to playing Fire Emblem Fates this week. I picked it up on my 3DS again, and I think. The problem that I'm finding is that Fire Emblem Awakening is still my favorite in the series, and it's the first one I played. So I really want to just replay that one. But my roommate's actually playing it right now, so I don't even have it. I can't even replay it if I want to. So I've been playing Fates to sort of fill that hole because it's still kind of similar. Yeah, I don't know. It's kind of sad, but I only just figured out, which is really dumb. This game's been out for so long. Um, I'm playing Birthright, by the way. I guess it doesn't okay. matter that much, but I'm yeah. playing Birthright. Um, I played all of them, but this is just me replaying it. I've only just realized you can buy skills from other players and make your avatar and your other characters just insanely powerful and overpowered. Like, Ooh. I did not know that that was a thing until this week. And so I got some pretty good skills on my avatar. I am kind of glad I didn't know about it originally, though. I feel like I really need to play it through vanilla first, and then now yeah. I can allow okay. myself to do that. But ah, man, it's just I, I was a little frustrated with myself for going back to Fates when I should be playing Sacred Stones. But oh well. <laughs> um, speaking of Fates, bad segue. I started Fate Zero. I yeah, think it was a good segue. Oh well, thank you. I've <laughs> only gotten. Uh, three or four, maybe five episodes in. I don't think five. I think it was three or four. Um, and I'm liking the concept. It definitely is like kind of dark, but um, I think it's a really cool concept. I think it reminds me a lot of Ruby because you have these characters that are supposed to be representative of real life figures or not real life. Mm -hmm. I guess. Um, and Ruby, it's fairy tale, but I yeah, right, I, figures. That you the, they are historical don't. lore figure. I mean, like yeah. historical warriors. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um. I or just rather, think that's yeah. Really cool. And Who, who's I love that it's class so based. My favorite so far. Oh yeah, and the class based. I really like that because it's like a video game, and I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah. so cool. Um, yeah. I haven't been introduced to many of them. I think technically I've seen all of them. I just need to remember them. Saber is obviously great. Um, I really like her. I... Alexi is writer in this, right? Or is that the next one? The writer's cool. Um, he's got the red hair. Yeah, I like Alexi. him a lot. Especially because his writer's yeah, just he's like, really good. you have to listen to me. I'm your master. And he's like this big, burly man who's just like, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> yeah. like. yeah. do, do you know who he is? 
Um, real life counterpart is Alexander the Great. Yeah, that's what I was. Hashtag spoiler. Oh hey. No, I kind of knew that already. When he talks about like Macedonia, he talks about like, oh, this was my land. I'm just like, okay, well, I with this game with this show, spoilers are really hard to like. Because a lot of where who they actually are is like really tiny little hints back and forth. Yeah, yeah it's really neat it's to see. And then of... you know their weapons stay hidden too. Yeah, they they keep it secret for a lot. And then yeah, I mean even if it was a spoiler, it wouldn't be something that would like ruin the show. Yeah, it's just like an interesting little thing. I mean, I've seen Saber fight the Lancer, mm-hmm. and Saber trying to figure out who this Lancer guy is, and. I think she ended up figuring it out, but I don't know if she said it explicitly or maybe I just missed it. But I was I look him up. I had I had to look Lancer up. Yeah. Okay. Maybe that was it. He is. He's an obscure one. You would have to know the Lord to understand who he is. Then yeah, that's probably they probably announced, and I was just like, I don't know who that is. But I'll talk about this a little later. But I'm almost positive that the voice of Gilgamesh in the anime was the voice of Gilgamesh in Gladiolus on Final Fantasy 15. Uh, Gilgamesh that Gladiolus like faces. Oh, spoiler for that! But who cares? DLC has <laughs> been out for a year, uh, and it's not that good. And it's a good thing they didn't just release oh. that on PC two weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> but who it's cares? Not it's that good been out DLC. for a year. <laughs> um, and so I'm really curious to see the. The really evil guy, the wizard. I want to see who he is. Clearly, he's something messed up. Um, And I think it's cool just sort of they explain sort of the background and lore well enough for the most part now. Seeing the sort of culture that they have with uh, the magic users is really interesting. I'm sure it's just because it's only the first couple of episodes, but I'm a little irritated that it is so... Like, oh, we're battling and now we're explaining things because it's basically Pokemon, like, in that <laughs> sense. That's something I never really liked about Pokemon. Something <laughs> probably necessary because it's for kids. Um, You'll, and probably for necessary kids. for these first couple of episodes, I understand. Okay. I just didn't well, know if it was for going kids. to be... <laughs> Right, no, yeah, I'm just saying... Yeah, there's some pretty dark stuff. You're going to love Unlimited Blade Works because the action is just pretty. Yeah, like, yeah. They don't explain yeah, anything. Yeah. You, just see, because, you don't really know what's going yeah. on either. You just see lights, like fly across the screen talk this is so it's like cool. i like it when they fight and then they stop and they're just like oh i have to know your name it's only honorable and i'm like shut up about honor just fight each other <laughs> dang it like <laughs> these are <laughs> these guys are too good <laughs> right it's so funny how respectful they are at least a couple of them i don't know about the others yeah um, some of them are very so so is assassin legion oh, who is that guy I've seen so many of them. I need to go back and watch it. Okay. Just because they're like, oh, there's so many of us and we're all creepy, dark spirits. I'm like, is that yeah, I don't remember. legion? They're not, not really legion, sure. like, biblically. Okay. But all I right. think it's kind of a s- similar idea. Okay, I wasn't sure. Maybe they'll explain it later. Uh, it was just my theory, I suppose. But, yeah. that's It's good. I want to continue it. It just sucks because I'm back in school again, meaning I probably won't be able to watch much more, but I'll, I'll see whenever I have time. Might be nice. cool. Um, and finally, some last interesting things. Um, I don't know if you guys have heard about this. They have a movie about the Apostle Paul. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I had never heard about it, but I'm going to watch it Jim tomorrow. Jim Caviezel, I think, <laughs> is in it, which is really yeah. interesting. It's from Passion yeah. of Christ. I've Jesus heard... Yeah, I've heard um, that's very 
that's it really sticks to the story that's very historical um okay so that's good i think yeah so i'm really i'm really interested in it i've been reading through uh i've kind of on this track sort of what one of my new year's resolutions was to uh read a bit of the bible every morning and so i got through acts got through Romans, got through 1 Corinthians, now I'm on 2 Corinthians. So now I'm already like reading all of this stuff about Paul. So I think it'd be cool to see uh, a movie about him. So it's got a great story to tell. I mean, cinematically, I think it'll be a good idea. Definitely. So I'll probably talk about maybe my little mini review next week. We'll see. Okay, cool. uh, It was a very random thing where we're just like, want to see this movie? Sure. Let's do it. Um, yeah. And then last but not least, just I don't talk about D&D very often here because if I talk about it every week, that'd be ridiculous. But we just had a very interesting thing last night. Um, <laughs> so I don't know if you guys remember me finishing my campaign uh, last year. You know, this main group I've been in for two years, we finally had our last uh our last session for our campaign and like what we're playing now is a different campaign in the same universe or same world even it's the same thing so what we fought the big boss battle for the last campaign was basically satan it was just big evil devil uh that kind of looks like a dinosaur but he's representative of the devil and so we beat him okay we beat the devil yeah um but (laughs) randomly uh we've been finding outsiders in this uh last couple session or just the last session we found a mind flare so like okay there's guys from the outside whatever and then we randomly find this fiend and he's like hey my boss wants to like know if you want to work with him to get rid of these mind flares he'll give you power it'll be great it's just a contract thing like you don't have to go through with it but we want to talk and so our campaign, our group is like, we don't really trust this guy, but let's let's just see what he has to say. And then <laughs> our DM brings out the exact model of what we killed in our campaign, which is by it's huge, it's gigantic. You know, you have these little minis on the figure on the field. Yeah. No, this thing's gigantic. It's supposed to be huge. So it's just the big boss that we, <laughs> you know, people's there are characters in this ca- in this campaign now whose father was one of our original heroes who beat this guy. And so these kids are like, oh my gosh, my father beat the crap out of you. What are you doing here and stuff? And so basically he offered a deal with us saying like, oh, okay, I want to get rid of these mind flayers because they double cross me. And if you get rid of them, I'll give you guys three levels right here, right now, which is very tempting to some of our players. Yeah. (laughs) So we ended up, uh, half of us said yes and half of us said no. Um, all very like to our characters role playing. I'm pretty sure out of character all of us were like, this is a bad idea. You can't make a deal with the devil sort of thing. <laughs> right. But um, it's very interesting. He, our DM made all the people who took the deal go down in alignment. And so if they were lawful good, they're lawful neutral. If they were chaotic neutral, they're chaotic evil. So What if you were already evil? None of us were, but that would probably be Make you lawful good. Uh, (laughs) It rolls around. That'd be weird. Um, (laughs) Yeah, that was just a really interesting thing that threw all of us off. Where I was just thinking about Cuphead. Like, there's a whole game dedicated to these guys. Yeah. (laughs) But um, yeah, that was just 
it was really fun. I was not expecting it at all, but in a way, um, hmm. that's been that. <laughs> um, I'll get into some movie news. We don't have a ton of movie news, um, but what news we have is you know pretty exciting. So we've been talking about Captain Marvel and how that's going to be coming out um, eventually. I actually don't know when that's coming out, but they are getting a lot of people uh, officially casted for it. And what's really cool about Captain Marvel is that it doesn't take place. Um, it's not going to follow the, what, the way the MCU has been going. The way MCU has been going is very chronological. You know, they release these uh, movies in the way that it's supposed to be viewed, kind of. Some, for the most part. For the most part, I guess. Some of them are supposed Captain to be sort of the same time. Yeah, Captain America. Um, I think Guardians, I think Guardians and Guardians 2, um, we're supposed to be watching consecutively for yeah. our little, our run. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. For those who don't know, I am trying to watch all of them in, not release order, but chronological order. Yeah. And I'm failing. Oh. But it's it's going. I was last right. week we did watch uh, Iron Man three, and I still do watch Iron Man three. So, well, but anyways, that's a uh, weird one. Either it way, is weird to go back to the nineties. Yeah, exactly. Captain Marvel takes place in the nineties, so it's uh very different than the ways the MCU's been going. Um, but that also means they're bringing back characters we know. So they're bringing back uh, Phil Coulson. Yeah. Bring him I back love his music. In. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Not. Yeah. Phil, um, is it Phil Collins? Phil Collins. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's that's incorrect. <laughs> yeah, and they're also bringing back Nick Fury. He's going to be younger. He's going to have both eyes. That's crazy. Um. So there's, you know, people talking like, oh, they could bring back Peggy. They could bring back, um, you know, they could still have Ross, Everett Ross. But I don't know. I guess we'll see. They Who's are bringing Peggy? back Ronan the Accuser and Korath the Pursuer from Guards of the Galaxy, which is yeah. really oh. interesting. Joe, who is who? Peggy. Um, Peggy Carter? Oh, oh, okay. From Captain America. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Like, she would be pretty old in the 90s, but, like, she would still... The fact that Ronan is coming back is crazy. Yeah, that makes no sense to me. He was such a... The main villain of Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. He lost the dance really battle. wondering how that's gonna... Yeah, he lost yeah. that dance battle. I'm really wondering how that's gonna play in. If he's gonna be one of the main villains, or if he's just gonna have this little part, I don't know. Um, but either way... There's just lots of talk like, oh, yeah, you could bring about these people. Um, I just think it'd be really cool. And it sounds like they're just want to make this really cool. We got to see. I don't really know uh, the story of Captain Marvel very well. So I wonder how they're going to explain that she was someone from the 90s, but she's not part of Infinity Wars. And I yeah. Don't know. Yeah, I don't you know. Think, you would think someone like Captain Marvel who's a big Marvel superhero, uh, would join in with all the yeah. other heroes. But. I think... I can't remember if she's supposed to be Infinity War. I doubt it. But I think she's going to be in the second... I guess the fourth Avengers movie. Okay. That would make sense. I'm assuming she's in space somewhere. And mm. it just leaves the party. Yeah, maybe. As long as they explain it. I just hope they explain yeah. it. That's all I really want. Tell us what's going on. 
But yeah, uh, you could talk to us at hashtag GOGcast. See, like, what characters would you want to see back in the 90s uh, in the MCU? Because Captain Marvel could maybe provide that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And our next bit of news. Doesn't have hair. Yeah. Um, Our next bit of news is um, the director for Pacific Rim 2. He has these ideas of King Kong, Godzilla crossing over with the Pacific Rim franchise. Which would be so cool. Is totally possible. They're all owned by the same company, right? They're all owned by Legendary, who owns the MonsterVerse with Godzilla and King Kong, as well as all the stuff in Pacific Rim. Legendary already denied that that was, you know, said like, oh, that's not going to be a thing. But that I don't know, that could still change. Um, I think the this director especially is thinking about it how it could work. I mean, it just kind of makes sense if you're going to take these huge robots that are supposed to fight big monsters and then you have big monsters. Why wouldn't you put those together? Or why wouldn't you get Godzilla or King Kong to fight the other big monsters? I mean, that's you. Maybe that's, maybe that's why they're not committing to Pacific Rim. I, my, my issue with this is he's, it says that he thinks that that's where Pacific Rim three should go. And I don't think that's the case. I think that Godzilla King Kong should do their thing that they're doing right now, which is having this whole universe that takes place in what seems to be present day. Uh, And then get the story arc that is Pacific Rim over with. And then it's kind of a finale piece. Have Pacific Rim and Godzilla take place in Pacific Rim's era. Mm-hmm. And then uh, have it be after Pacific Rim. They've killed all the aliens off and Godzilla reemerges for whatever reason. Yeah. I yeah. I would hate for them to stop what they're doing right now in both worlds uh, to cross over. Yeah. Sounds like they're putting a lot of thought into both uh, franchises, I suppose. Yeah. So, like they already have plans. Yeah. It'd be, it would be bad for them to just throw it away. I think some sort of spinoff would be really cool though don't be dc have patience yeah have patience i think don't make justice league your third movie fourth movie (laughs) yeah uh but that's uh that's it for our movie news so cool yeah so a while back i was like hey wouldn't be cool if there was a game that took like a year and you would just like go away from it and you'd come back and the fight would still be on uh, and then Joe yeah. said, that would be a terrible idea. <laughs> and I apparently said, hey, Planet Side 2 is a thing. Planet Side 2 is definitely a thing. <laughs> and turns out Joe's right. <laughs> it's a terrible idea. I, I've been playing Planet Side 2. I found it free on PS4. I think I was looking for uh, PlayStation Plus stuff, free games. Yeah. Month, and found it on there. Uh, and so I was like, I'll, I'll download it and I'll play it. I didn't know anything about it. I think that the idea is really cool. As someone who played Ingress, which is an ongoing capture the flag situation, which is basically what this is, uh, I like it. But I'm too lazy to watch video tutorials, and it is super confusing. Yeah, that game is really dense. Yeah, even with... I did watch a few of the videos, and 
was like, I don't understand what's going on. The yep. graphics looking come from PS2. Uh, Friendly Fire is on. So that's really weird. And really annoying oh, if you want to huh. be far away. Friendly like, Fire's on, huh? Yeah. I mean, you're talking about battles with like 70, 80, 90 dudes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you can you can get killed by your own teammates. That's frustrating. It's it's a weird game. I, I played, I don't know, maybe four or five hours of it. Uh, so maybe I need to be playing a little bit more. But I was really bugged by the, they've got this huge, huge map. And yep. I, that's why the graphics are so low, I'm sure. It's got PS2 looking graphics. But I ended up in someone else's base. thought I was super cool. I thought I was going to start something. And realized that nobody was there, including the other team. And the reason for that is because the game, even though it's so big, compartmentalizes the matches. So there's literally a button that says take me to the action or something like that. Or send a combat. And you can't claim someone else's base unless you have a base that is connected to it. um, Borderlines. And even then... Yeah. And even then it's super specific. You need to have these lines that connect to the towers. Yeah. But then... You don't just get a tower. You have to get a specific thing to get a tower activated. And then you have to unlock three things to unlock one tower. Yeah. And then you need like three towers to unlock the whole area. Yeah. It's a lot. It's a big game. Rough. I played it for a couple hours and then uninstalled it. Yeah. It's, yeah. It, It didn't sit well with me. It's cool. I, if it was more of a, Call of Duty capture the flag system where I could jump it into. Yeah, yeah. I think that would be a lot of fun. Um, especially if the map was chaotic. If I could run and sneak into someone's base in the middle of the night that's, you know, way away from everything that's going on, and then everyone has to come and like try to save that place because I'm lonely just fixing it up and setting, yeah. making it my yeah. home. Right. Cool. It would yeah. be, I think it'd be a lot more fun that way. Yeah. I did have one cool moment. But it took like ten minutes for the whole moment to happen, so that's saying something. Like, not I, I snuck out. So I found this guy, and he had this invisible truck that he was like going in and out of, and so it was on this bridge, and so I went up top because I didn't know what I was doing. And you can you can fly. Uh, you have a little jetpack that it's yeah. limited, but so I jumped on top of the bridge and I watched him. And basically, what he was doing is he had this big camouflage truck that he was taking people out as they'd go across the bridge. And I was like, well, that's not very cool of him. So I waited for one of our tanks (laughs) to, like, roll up past him. And as the tank was about to, like, leave him, I shot the camouflage truck because I had had my sights on it the entire time. And it lights the truck up. And so my tank was just able to, like, completely take it out. It was me with, like, this RPG thing, this grenade launcher, and then this tank just taking this guy out. And found out we had killed, like, five or six people. (laughs) <laughs> that were all chilling in this tank. They were all they were in cool. that tank. Nice. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> that felt real good. Yeah. But then I stayed up there for another like five minutes and they never came back. And I was like, oh, this is no longer fun. Well, yeah, you foiled their plans. <laughs> <laughs> I figured they'd come try again. It was probably like a hundred billion credits to get a camouflage truck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It sounds pretty overpowered. It's crazy. Like, you, have to, you have to level up your character. Each character has got like, like the jetpack. There are five different jetpacks. 
that you could buy, and then you could level up those five different jetpacks to do certain things. Like one okay. of them is a vertical jump, one of them moves far, you have more mobility. Uh, and that's specifically for the jetpack. There's so many other things that you upgrade. And then as you level up, you get permissions to use, you know, aircraft and vehicles. It's a dense game. But it exists. It's a thing. Yeah. Uh, also, last week I mentioned that uh, we were going to go to an anime convention. Yeah. And did. Cool. And I also mentioned, so Erica Lindbeck, she voices Fate Apocrypha's uh, Saber of Red. Okay. And she's apparently very emotional about it. She actually started tearing up, which I thought was interesting. Uh, I don't. I won't say anything more than that, but like, it, it was cool to see someone so invested in their character. Uh, and I guess the person that was her, because it's a master and servant in these, that's what they call them, the servants are the heroes. Uh, her master is actually like close friend of hers. His voice hmm. In real life? That's yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So that was, it was super cool to hear the story behind that. I've also talked a lot about Your Lie in April. I love that one. Yeah. She voices Kauri, and it's one of my favorite animes. Yes. And so I was really excited. She's one of my favorite voice actresses because of Your Lie in April. It was why I played Battle Champs for a little while. uh, That, like, tower defense game I was playing for a long time. Right. Because I watched You Lie in April, and then she voices the tutorial of that. She's like, will you help me defend the base? And I was like, I'll do it. I'll do it for you. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I'll help you, Cowrie. <laughs> I ain't doing nothing. I'm a man. I'm 40. <laughs> not familiar with that reference? No. <laughs> well, Joe's not that old. No, I'm not. That's that's a popular reference. Okay. Look it up. Just look I it will. up later. I'll check it out. Uh, that was the only panel I went to, though. Was It was her and whoever voiced Morgana in Persona 5. Oh, cool. I, I feel bad for not knowing her name, but what's the other what's the nav- other navigator in Persona 5? There's Morgana, and then there is someone else. My wife plays the game. I don't know it. I'm not she, deep enough into it to know. Erica Lindbeck plays the other one, and so that was what the panel was about, was Persona 5 specifically. But we got to ask some questions about all sorts of stuff. Uh, so that was a ton of fun. I love panels, and like I said, I, I have now gone to panels of two of my favorite voice actors, so that's been pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Next one's Bryce Pappenbrook. One of these days, I'll, I'll run into because I never go to these cons like expecting to see them. Like right. I'm not. That's not the reason I buy the tickets. Uh, I just get lucky with it. Vic McGiano was at Comic Con, different Comic Con for a couple years. Where and also. On Sunday, I didn't plan on going. I got off work early enough that I went out to the con just about as it was ending. But my wife had made friends with a company called Tangerine Mountain. And I want to give them kind of a plug because they are really cool. Basically, they do they sell kimonos. They go to garage sales in Japan and they pick up kimonos, used kimonos, and they sell them uh, for, I think it's supposed to be like, supposed to be like $200 a box, but they're having a sale right now where it's $50 a box. And you get a box that is crammed full of kimonos. And you get so, to like choose your size or... Well, the cool thing with kimonos is they're 
they only have like three different sizes. They have kid sizes, normal, and then plus size. Oh, I mean, yeah, I guess that doesn't. They sense. just uh, <laughs> because they the way they fold up, they're all super long on my wife because she's short. Um, but <laughs> you you put them up and then you put the belt thing around. I'm yeah. offending someone. It's all got names. I just don't know. My wife has been giving me all these different names of things, and I've just been smiling and nodding. <laughs> but uh, anyways, super cool company. They they had a lot of awesome stuff, and so my wife had made friends with them, and we found out that it was only this lady and then this, hopefully I don't hear it, much more elderly woman who was super nice, but they were tearing down by themselves, and so it would have taken them hours to get everything put away, and so we were allowed to go behind the scenes, and we ended up just volunteering to help them get everything in the truck. And then I've taken an hour. There was like eight of us that were all just my wife's friends group, my friend group. Uh, it was really, really cool to get to be a part of that and like help out with them. But if you want to check out their stuff, their website, I guess, is super limited right now. But it's called Tangerine Mountain. They go to cons every single weekend, just about. Wow. That's like the one lady's job. Uh, and that's why nothing's online is because she's traveling with most of the inventory. Got it. Tangerine Mountain, Charlie. <laughs> yes. Uh, that was a lot of fun. I, that's not something that I've ever really done. A volunteer to help a con, uh, you know, a convention booth do anything. So something if you want to be a, uh, you know, if you want to help out, you want to help out your community, that's something you totally do. I think that's definitely a Christian mindset to have. If you want to help someone out, you want to do some Christian thing for someone. Uh, selfless act. Go and help some booth that you really, really appreciated. Tear down, and I bet they'll appreciate it too. Great way for us as Christians to, um, you know, be the body of Christ in in our community, in our geek community. Getting into some TV news, though. Uh, Adventure Time. I'm I'm super sad about this story. I don't even want to say it out loud. He's getting a series finale. The trailer is out. Such a good show. And I'm so sad to see the ending because it's a great show, but they have wasted so many years not telling us what's going on. They give you little tiny bits of plot that are super interesting at the ends of seasons or the beginning of seasons or just randomly in the middle. And then most of it is filler. It's a fun show. It's not supposed to be plot heavy. But they could be plot heavy and it would be amazing. And and now it's ending. So we have a very slim chance of getting any more. I'm going to be honest. I thought it already ended. Fair. I I don't watch the show. <laughs> but I definitely thought it ended maybe two years ago. Well, they had this mini series called Islands. And I had thought for a little while that it had ended and then Islands was kind of a special outside of it. But Islands is actually a part of the series. Oh, um, it was just this very it was a very plot heavy, like mini series of episodes that was really cool because it had this contained story. But the whole show is going to be ending soon. LJ just started watching it. I guess I'll never be able to finish it. Well, now he will, because it'll end. And catch up, finally. not going to be like Bleacher 
or what's the other one that lasts forever? Naruto. Oh yeah, Naruto. Naruto took too long. Uh, <laughs> pirate people. Yeah, One Piece. One Piece. One Piece. There we go. Firefly. I'm just kidding. That's a joke. Uh, the opposite. <laughs> Someone's one, like what? One over Firefly. I I love Firefly. That was a math so, joke for all you math nerds. <laughs> I'm I'm really, really sad that the show is ending. Uh, the end of an era to me. But hopefully the series finale trailer looks really cool. Massive war is going on in the show. Which is uncommon. And so I'm, I'm hoping it is really epic and it has a really good closing. Time will tell. And then I brought up the Fear of the Walking Dead trailer. I put that in the notes because... A big deal with this is the crossover event, which I thought was going to be a one-episode event. Looking at this trailer, it seems like the whole season is going to be a crossover with... Uh, it's going to be a spoiler, so if you don't want to hear, but it's in the commercials for the show. Uh, the more uh, going hold to be. on. Not, not for you, Joe. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a spoiler for you. Like Morgan's going to be in Fear the Walking Dead. Okay. So it's it's a spoiler for people who are watching Fear, <laughs> but it's also in the commercials that he's he's joining it. And so the weird thing is that, like I said, it's going to be a whole season of him. Uh, I have not watched it. I need to catch up. It looks good, especially this season. And I I don't know where Morgan is on on this journey because this is supposed to be kind of a prequel to the Walking Dead series. But but we'll see. Uh, that was that was all I wanted to bring up with the season four trailer. I also can't believe that it's been four. Seasons. I feel like this, like, just through The out. Walking Dead. Yeah. Yeah. Four seasons already. Kind of worrisome since Walking Dead is like dropping in views. I can't imagine that bodes well for Fear the Walking Dead. Yep. Yeah. I'd be really mad if they switched and they were like, well, The Walking Dead is canceled, but here's the fear of The Walking Dead, the show that none of you are invested in. Yeah. <laughs> uh. And then finally, I'm curious what you guys think about this. There is a Street Fighter TV series in the works, officially. I don't understand. They've already done like three of those over the years. But they've been animated. Yeah. There's been one movie. Right. Wait, wait, wait. Have you seen it? Yeah. It was good. It wasn't good. (laughs) It was good when I was 12. <laughs> Wait, which one are you talking are about? There's one that came out like 10 years ago. The one with Jean-Claude Van Damme is Guile. I don't, I don't remember who was in it. There might be multiple movies. This one was in... Where? Oh, there was The Legend of Chun-Li. Yeah, that had the Kristen... What's her name from Smallville in it? That's the one that I saw. Okay, I've not seen Legend of Chun-Li. I heard it was a pretty pretty terrible movie. That one was not I'm, good. I'm not going to lie to you. The The other Street Fighter movie isn't fantastic, but it was goofy fun. Okay. I mean, you get to see like Zangief and Blanca and Guile and Ryu. Mortal Kombat? What's that? Was it better than Mortal Kombat? The original Mortal Kombat? Sure. Or... The original Mortal Kombat's probably one of the better fighting game movies. Okay. The sequel to the Mortal Kombat movie was trash. 
I can't. Why would you say, huh? Video game movies are doing really poorly. Let's give it worse quality production quality and make a TV show. Because it's less expensive, I guess. I suppose. I'm just confused. I've never seen the Street Fighter movies, but I am. So I'm confused as to why you would make, first of all, a movie off of a fighting game, but even more so a series, a TV series off of a fighting game. That doesn't make a ton of sense to me. Especially Street Fighter. Mortal Kombat, I whatever mean, they the, called on Machinima, was really good. The The best chance that they had of telling the story in Street Fighter would have been the Chun-Li movie. Because she has a reason for entering the tournament, being the character she is in chasing down M. Bison and the Shadow Lou organization. Okay. But, yeah, Ken and Ryu are just wandering fighters, and, I mean, the rest of them just kind of get whirled in. I don't know. I'll, just, I will probably why, check it out. Why make a Street Fighter TV series? There's so many other video games. you can make either a Fire Emblem anime or a Legend of Zelda anime. Or a Jack Cap- series. Capcom. Jack Saxer uh, would make a terrible TV series. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Daxter, I just imagined like them attempting a Jack a Daxter live action, just chewing people out and cussing and stuff. <laughs> the CGI would just be garbage. Uh yeah, I mean, there's a like Legend of Zelda anime would be amazing. Yeah, man, I think a uh, Fire Emblem anime would also be amazing. But a lot of Nintendo stuff would make good animes. It, it, really bummed they're they going Mario. Splatoon anime, and I'm sure people would be more excited about that. Ooh. You know what I'm really disappointed in? That Final <laughs> Fantasy 15 Brotherhood or whatever it was called. Yeah. Was oh, only I a love series. That. I loved that little thing. It could have been much longer. I would yeah. have watched a lot of that. I mean, in the end, I know it was all just marketing for the for the right. game, but it added to the game. It added to the characters. You know, yeah. their backstory now, kind of, and it was um, really really cool. Yeah, I, I was a huge fan of that. Because, I, uh, Prompto, I can't get over Prompto. Prompto's amazing. The dog and, oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't, I can't think of any good live action video game. Like, what would make a good live action video game TV show? Besides Mortal Kombat. I, again, Machinima did a really good job with Mortal Kombat. It was a web series. And it was good for a web series, not for a TV series, but they the only legit- idea would be something like a some shooter where it's already kind of supposed to be based off of your life. Yeah. In fact, haven't they already done that? Hasn't that been a thing? Or is that not? They made a movie for a shooter. Yeah. I like can't Tom remember Kansky, Or no? Maybe not. I don't know. If Joe doesn't know, we don't know. Okay. Doom sure. got a movie. That's true. I did not know that. I Doom know. could have been a good movie. Could I think, they could do, I, think they, I think they could make a movie out of that if they had done better. Okay. <laughs> you don't think there's <laughs> enough there? Joe's there's like, I meat? could I fight think... him, but I'm not gonna. <laughs> <laughs> if The Rock could save it, I don't think anybody can. <laughs> I, I don't think that The Rock is a good good choice for for the, the Doom. Doom Marine. Are you kidding? 
LJ, our producer says it was Dune for the start. Uh. <laughs> we'll end there. Hashtag GUGCast. We throw a lot at you today, but what what do you think would make a great live action video game TV series? Keep in mind that CGI on TV is usually bad. <laughs> yeah. Real. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we're going to end the show there. Joe, where can they find you at? Find me on Twitter at Joe Knows Games. And Shelly? You can find me on Twitter at TheShellShock24 and on Twitch at ShellShock24 or at Geeks Under Grace. And you can find me on Twitter at Cody Armor. Close and keep gaming, keep praying, and God bless. Goodbye. Goodbye.